And joining us now to give his great assessment on Zelensky's historic address before Congress is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, a great intel operations officer, uh, also head of the London Center for Policy Research and president of Project Sentinel. Uh, Tony, really great to have you here. And thank you, too, for joining us uh, late tonight just to get your perspective on this amazing. I thought it was a really powerful address. Yeah, Sabrina, it's always great to join you. Thank you for having me. And I think he laid out his case very well. <clears throat> the issues remain, though. Um, what is a, a what is the end of the war going to look like? And I think that's something we have to start considering. Um, within the context of the politicians making their statements, I think everybody recognizes that, that Ukraine is a line in the sand that we must hold. Um, I, I've compared this before to... Finland, 1939, where the Russians went in there and just got their clocks cleaned. And unfortunately, the Finns eventually buckled because they didn't have enough support. So I'd like to believe that in this case, since the Finns put up such an amazing defense, so are the Ukrainians. I'm hoping this time uh, the amount of technology, modern weapons, other support going in will, will make that difference. Uh, and like Senator Blackburn, I'm one of those that says, geez, we need to make sure we're accounting for everything that we're sending. And those things that we're sending are being used effectively. And I've said this, I'm not being I don't want to be mean to the, the Ukrainian people. The Ukrainian people, the, that, that government's cut out of the same cloth as the Soviets. As a matter of fact, they used to be all the Soviet Union. So one of the things that's dogged Vladimir Putin is the corruption within the Russian system. Uh, they, before the war started, Rita. Ukraine had huge problems with corruption. So as much as I think we all recognize that we have to support the Ukrainian people, they are being victimized, no power in the middle of winter, all these other horrific things being done, torture, uh, we need to stick with them. But at the same time, we must make sure that the aid we send, the support we provide is being used effectively to defeat the Russians, not benefit corrupt politicians. And that's something that's very important. How do we make sure that um, some of these other countries uh, give their fair share, if you will? I mean, I think it's great. Um, and, and I've been a huge supporter, of course, as Ukraine. You know, my father's Polish, so we understand it all too well. Um, but how do we how do we put some pressure on maybe others in Europe? There's a number of them who've made commitments. There's some that have right. made commitments, but they haven't followed through with it. Um, how can we and, – and I also think, you know, Tony, sort of throw all this at you, but I also think how different this would be. If it was President Trump, um, first of all, I don't think Putin would have invaded. And I think exactly. he, he would have been all in at the beginning as opposed to this drip, drip, drip. Right. So we have an issue with NATO. I mean, that's the issue right now. As you mentioned, Poland, uh, Poland's all with us. We, we got to support them. We have forces, immense forces deployed in Poland, just saying. Uh, Latvia, Estonia, all those other nations, part of NATO, we have to defend them. And the issue is not all of the EU or NATO are on board. Uh, Hungary has some issues. Turkey has issues. Uh, Norway has issues. So it's it's one of the situations where uh, we're going to have to deal with those countries which are most uh, willing to, to, to work with us. Poland, others, Germany. Germany has a big issue with energy, so they better be helping out. So it's, it's one of the situations where I think effective diplomacy is going to be the best bet. I just don't trust Anthony Blinken to be the, the diplomat to get it done, unfortunately. And to your point, I don't think we'd be having this conversation if Trump was in, because one of the first things Trump would have done in the beginning of a war is, is basically 
open the spigots of U.S. oil production and drop the bottom out of the price of oil. For us as Americans to lower our expenses and most importantly, Rita, defund Putin and his oil reserves. One of the things that people tend to continue to forget, Putin is making an immense, uh, an immense amount of money keeping his war effort going by selling his oil. Some of that's coming here still. So we have a, a system that is not recognized. Well, strike that. You and I recognize this, many on our side, and that the, the side of common sense recognizes that a, a lot of this is about energy. And if we were smart, the politicians were smart. They would go about making sure that we, the United States, just produce the heck out of oil and really take that advantage away from Putin. That's something that, unfortunately, we are not looking to do at this point in time. You know what? And and I agree with you. You know what's amazing, though, Tony, is how come there isn't more public outcry about just your point? Because if you put it all together and say, well, President Biden, why aren't you opening the spigots here? Right. That would make, first of all, it would it would help our economy in America. And two, it would you're right. It would demoralize um, and de-incentivize Putin. He wouldn't have all that money. I mean, he sort of put us in this. That's what's so crazy. He's killing our energy. He's boosting Putin by doing all of that. Right. And they, yet at the same time, we're sending money over there. It doesn't make sense. It's like. Like, think about how different it would have been if you opened the spigots and also if you picked up the phone and say, Vlad, if you go anywhere near there, uh, you're going to be basically, you know, bombed into the Stone Age. I can already hear President Trump's conversation with him. Right. Well, I think that's the thing. Trump would have made it personal. It's like, Putin, you're going to pay a price. And even now, uh, some of the sanctions, Rita, don't include some of the most uh, uh, rich uh, oligarchs in the Russian system. It's, It's just insane. So. Uh, this is one of those things where looking at the policy, yes, it's great we're supporting Ukraine, and I think it's very clear that we're doing those hard things. We're using our technology and know-how and and uh, wit to help them uh, hold off the hordes of Russian soldiers. But remember, we uh, Putin's got a million five troops ready to go back on the offensive. They're talking about bringing Belarus in. I know, and so huh. it's going to get it's going to get more bloody. And this is why I'm saying. Right now is the time, Rita, to start using all these other outside resources to affect Putin and their system directly. Again, oil, gas prices, drop those, increase our production, take that advantage away from Putin, start really seriously looking at how to get at Putin directly uh, and stop this other, you know. And it's great in a way, you know, boy, I'm I'm a military guy. It's great to see our technology working. Uh, They're doing what we would have done during the Cold War had the Russians invaded. Uh, Rita, we always counted on our technology being uh, the leg up over the Russian masses. We we knew we'd have to have like 10 to 1 against us, but we always figured that the weapon systems we developed would be effective in reducing that advantage. And it's, it's very clear it's working. I mean, Yeah, I clearly. That's, that's and we're sending a Patriot. We're sending a Patriot right. missile system. Right. Um, and, and listen, I'm for supporting Ukraine 100 percent. I understand just the threat it is, but I just feel like, God, if it had been handled so much better to begin with, and like you said, opening the spigots, I mean, it it would have been night and day. And I'm surprised that more Americans aren't kind of realizing the horrible decisions of this administration that have just put us in this. And and sadly, the Ukrainian people, too, I think had Trump interjected early on um, versus now we obviously had Biden in the White House uh, it just it, it's night and day. We would have spent so much less money. Um, it would have been much more effective. And he Trump would have uh, amassed troops. 
Trump would have done a whole bunch of things and also certainly opened the spigots from the oil. He's what is, you know, he would have understood that financial game. And the right. fact that we're in a mercy situation on our oil and gas is outrageous. And that's the issue right now. We cannot afford to show any more weakness. So as much as I, it, 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 I don't like this, Biden cannot afford now to show weakness. The more weakness he shows, it encourages Iran uh, and the Chinese to act out with Putin. So um, it's one of the situations that, that uh, the weakness we've shown so far has not been uh, good. Uh, and we've got to the point where Biden has, you know, kind of decided finally to come around and really give. And remember, Rita, under Obama, there was no lethal support being given to the Ukrainians at all. It was Trump who opened that up. Just think about uh, had Trump not opened up lethal support to Ukraine, where they'd be right now. So all the bad decisions leading up to this moment have been on the Democrat side. Uh, and, and it's one of those things that I think the Democrats need to take a step aside let real military strategists with understanding of the global situation, everything is linked, come in and start making some uh, some decisions which will actually stop the war. We've got to stop the war before it gets out of hand, before anything else can go wrong, and try to really bring some sanity to this and get it back so that the Ukrainian people don't have to suffer through this upcoming winter. It's going to be very terrible. You think it's going to get a lot worse uh, with um, the Russians, with the ground getting hard. Uh, the Russians yeah. know how to fight in the winter. And, you know, you brought up uh, Belarus, Tony. That, to me, is yeah. really scary. So the, Putin is planning on using all the resources available to him, even though they're conventional forces and they're probably going to take horrific uh, losses. I mean, Rita, they've already taken losses in the initial entry into the war, uh, you know, 300 days ago, about that first month. They lost as many troops as they lost at Kursk against the, the Germans during World War II. So they're not afraid to lose uh, troops. And that's one of the horrible things about the Russian military. They see their troops, even today, just like World War II, as chattel. You know, they just send them in there. So uh, it, it, both sides will lose greatly. And I think this is where a resolve, uh, wit, understanding how to get inside of uh, Putin's thinking and try to deter him, and really bring this thing to a conclusion as soon as possible, because obviously Putin starts losing, loses all those troops. I don't think it's beyond the, the pale for him to try to use nuclear if he thinks he can get away with it. So that's another reason for Biden and this administration to show great and clear resolve that they will not accept that from Putin. And that's, again, because of Afghanistan, because of other things that Biden has done to show weakness. Putin right now, I think, is betting that he's going to get away with this. And that's a very dangerous thing for Putin to be thinking. Yeah, that sure is. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers are big time with the people of Ukraine. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, uh, the head of the London Center for Policy Research and also uh, president of Project Sentinel. Thank you so much for being with us, Tony. Your perspective is always so great. Great. Thank you, Rita. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 